Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year. disaster like eating a burrito before sex hello dear listeners merry christmas happy holidays from that horror show podcast welcome to our season eight finale tonight we'll be covering black friday from 2021 in an episode obviously entitled that black friday episode as with last month's episode being our thanksgiving episode in which we covered the pilgrim this just seemed like an obvious fit because what do a lot of us do right after thanksgiving dinner well, a lot of people went out shopping on Thursday evening slash Black Friday or slash Friday morning called Black Friday. And that has been your history lesson. Obviously, over the last two or three Black Fridays, things have changed a bit, but it's nowhere near as crazy as it once was when I was a wee lad growing up in the 1980s. Hell, even in the 2000s, people were going crazy bananas for those door busters and all those wonderful things that would get your happy ass in the store to spend money that you don't have on stuff that you don't really need. But hey! It's for Santa, right? <laughs> but I digress. I went out this past Black Friday, and it was not crazy at all. Like, literally. It was just seemed like another day at the store. But I did pick up a 4K Blu-ray player. I did pick up a 4K Blu-ray player for 50% off. Uh, so that's the thing. <laughs> but I'm, I am kind of bummed that that era is over. But anyway, on, on tonight's show... Uh, tonight we have a kids' we have a new kids' corner segment with Nate coming up shortly, and Christopher. I see you did put on those pink PJs with those bunnies on them that I bought for you. How are you, my little happy off on the shelf? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Well, I had to put them on, Tim, because uh, even though you can't see me wearing them, <laughs> I mean, I have to, you know, give the impression that, I, you know, I, I appreciated the gift, even though I probably will be sending these to Goodwill after uh, after a couple days. But anyways, no, besides that, not much else going on with me. Um... You mentioned buying a 4K uh, Blu-ray player. Yes. You know, I was thinking about getting one of those, and then I kind of was just saying to myself, you know, I'm not, I can't really, I used to sort of be into that whole format war kind of thing, uh-huh. and then I, and then I just sort of resigned myself to the fact that I think I'm, I think I'm fine with just standard Blu-ray. Because <laughs> I would, I, no, because think about it then, I would have to go out and rebuy half of the titles oh. they have. On that I have on Blu-ray in 4K UHD Blu-ray, so it's oh. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I, the the part of the reason why I bought the 4K player was because uh, my old 70 uh, inch TV crapped out on me, and the only TVs you can get now are 4Ks. Um, so I I was like, well, I should get a 4K player if it's at the right price. Um, because stuff will be coming, a lot of some stuff, even stuff on the Voodoo is streaming on uh, Ultimate High Def, and I'm like, well, you know, I've got just I've got only maybe a handful of movies, and I'm not, I'm, I'm like you, I am not going to go back and 
I did that with DVD. Well, we did it with VHS. We did, I'm not with VHS. We did it with DVD to VHS. We did it with Blu-ray to DVD. I am not going to go back and buy all the stuff, even if it is on uh, 4K. Um, yeah. Because I've just so. got too, too, too much of a collection. However, I will, for the newer ones that I feel worthy of uh, the 4K experience on, uh, yeah. on the physical media, I, I will. But, um, yeah, I, no, I, I, I can't see um, doing that. But fast forward to me buying Jaws for the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, then, you know, since we're talking about Black Friday. Yes. Before we talk about the movie Black Friday. We're talking about the actual Black Friday. Yes. Um, you know, as you remember, Tim, when we reviewed Krampus many years ago. Yes. And there was that opening sequence where, like, all these crazy people running into the store. and Right. And, trampling uh, each like, other, trampling yeah. each other and almost killing each other. And, you know, you watch that and you go to yourself – it's it's funny and everything but at the same time you know there have been stories about that that have oh, come yeah. up where like well think about it i mean i'm sure you've heard about those tim where someone gets trampled by you know these crazy buyers and everything but what i'm mm-hmm. trying to say though is i hear more about those now than when i did you know 10 15 years oh, ago. oh really wow yeah well i don't know i mean that, yeah. that's my perception well, I, I just have been paying attention to well it, but... i want to say since about 20 see i, I never really uh, cared about black friday um basically because my ex she used to work retail and she'd always have to get up extremely early um to go open help open the store and have to be there like four o'clock in the morning to get to open the store by like five or six a.m whatever the hell it was yeah Uh, and i just remember that being a very tense and exhausting time for everyone and uh, i want to say then around and then then you know after we were over with and you know i kind of you know you kind of you know i got away from that all that stuff i want to say when i started dating my wife and then we were married and stuff like that. We would always drive by like the Best Buys on Thanksgiving, like going to my folks' house and say, man, what? look at these chuckleheads, you know, waiting in line in the tents for, you know, maybe 10 TVs that are on sale. And, you know, having people being crazy about it. And, and then I want to say around maybe 2012, after my son was born, um, you know, my wife and my, my, my sister and my, um, my, my mom would, they would all do the black Friday in the mornings and I, and I, I didn't have no part of it, but then when they started, you know, opening the stores at like maybe eight o'clock in the evening or, you know, and, and then I'd go out maybe not on Thanksgiving, but I'd go out maybe the next morning and there were still plenty of deals to be had. And it wasn't, it was not nearly as, as crazy as it was depicted like in Krampus. However, well, yeah. however, I do, I do remember, I do remember like, stories lots of stories like in the 80s and 90s like you could go to youtube right now and google like uh you know shopping uh headlines from you know whatever the hell it was any any local affiliate will have it have it and they will show like people lined up at like the sears and lined up at you know kb toys and toys r us waiting for that cabbage patch shop and we're willing to do almost anything to get these these toys and these door busters and all this stuff like that. And yeah, you're right. People we did get trampled at Walmart, Target, and um, you know Best Buy. People, their fist fights would break out. It, you know, it, it, Toys R Us and stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, it just feels like nowadays. I mean, I, I don't since you've yeah. seen some of that. I, I guess yeah, maybe my perception of it is that it wasn't as crazy X amount of years ago as it is now. But I just feel like these days, uh, <laughs> you, you hear more about it and. 
it's become far more pronounced oh, <laughs> than you, usual. You know, yeah, I can't. I can't say I had any really unpleasant Black Friday experiences. Uh, basically, well, you why you knew I, how to avoid I, I avoided this shit like the plague, and now I go out. Well, like I said, I went on Black Friday like these last couple of years, and even before then, and I was like, wow, this um. This isn't this isn't bad. This is very uh, it, it, be, there be sometimes there be crowds and or more people than others. But like like I went to like this last Friday or this last Black Friday. I just went to Target. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go there and see what they've got because what I would go for and they don't have that anymore. And it, it, to my um, to my my sadness and my dismay, um, I would go for the cheap Blu-rays. Because they'd have all those like third party vendors where they come in with those big black displays, big uh, cardboard black displays of like like seasons of TV shows and movies and stuff like that. So I would wait until Black Friday to pick up movies for you know Blu-rays, uh, Blu-rays are my favorite movies for or, uh, for like eight bucks and seasons for twelve dollars. <laughs> these last these last three four years, nothing. <laughs> I'm like, well, this blows. I, I don't have any reason to go out for Black Friday anymore. I guess like, so f it. <laughs> but I, like I said, they did get 150. Target did get 150 dollars of my money because I did buy a 4K player. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the yeah Black Friday is such. It's a. I try my best to avoid. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. type of thing because yeah. it's like the insanity of watching. I mean, it's also amusing in a certain way to watch these people, you know, go nutty over something. But at oh, the yeah. same time, it's like ah, I don't want to get dragged into that. Yeah. We, <laughs> I think what it helps is that the the the, the last uh, also even before the pandemic, people were having uh, the stores were ca- ca- catching on to this. Like, well, why are we going to have like one day? Where we can, you know, where, where people will go nuts when we can offer things throughout the month uh, and, you know, make more money. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah. So, so, you know, why, why have one day when you can have like three weeks? So <laughs> it's like so they got hip to that. And and it also it also helps with the congestion of the, of the stores, too, because, well, people are like, well, OK, I can get that TV, you know, I don't have to wait specifically for November 26th or, you know, the day after Thanksgiving to get that awesome deal. I can go right now and they'll still have it, you know, you know, three days before Christmas, you know, or I mean not Christmas, three days before Thanksgiving or, you know, or two days after Black Friday. It's so they're, they're, they're the stores are doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> no need to cry for Target or Walmart. <laughs> um, but yeah, so other than that, um, yeah, I don't really have much going on myself. I do want to say that last Sunday, December 11th, December 11th, my uh, daughter, Gabby, she placed first on the bars in the state of Minnesota uh, in gymnastics, and she took second place overall in the state of, of for everything else. Uh, so congratulations to my little double G. Extremely impressive. I love you, and congratulations. So she did really well. Her team did really well. They came first for their uh, for their division. They came first in the state. So I'm really proud of them. So, um, just asking this question mm-hmm. in the future, in the future, in her adulthood, uh, Olympic champion. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what she's striving for. She, she's, she's all about Simone Biles and Suni Lee and wow. all those, all, all those Olympians. And, um, you know, she, she's doing very, she's, she's doing very well. This is her second or third year uh doing uh gymnastics or in her, her first year of competitive um perform- competitive uh 
um, performance, I want to say. Uh, so yeah, she, she's uh, doing well. She's, she's killing it. And you know, this is how crazy. And you, cause when you remember you sent out an email, sent me a text. He's like, Hey, when can we record again? I'm like, Oh, I can't do this weekend because it's state. I can't do this weekend because, oh, because her dance team is going to be performing at halftime at the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves game against the Chicago Bulls, and we're going to that. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, so now we have to record on some random Tuesday night when we both have work in the morning. <laughs> well, you know, it's what we do. Yeah, it's what we do. <laughs> but, yeah, but other than that, just just like yourself, I'm getting it, trying to get into Christmas spirits. Uh, doing some holiday things and and working and preparing for this uh, wonderful season finale. <laughs> so uh, I guess with that out of the way, let's head over to the Kids Corner segment, and then we'll roll that trailer for Black Friday, and we'll be back in just a little bit with Christopher's Holly Jolly Spiked Eggnog, Eggnog Synopsis. So string up those twinkle lights, we'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Nate, and welcome to Kids Corner with my dad, Tim. Hey, that's me! Uh, Kids Corner will cover family-friendly films and TV shows. And maybe not-so-family-friendly movies. <laughs> so, listen in! So many of them are so bold. It's barely even raining. It's flooding here. And not the plumbing, the ocean. You need to go home. I'm not going anywhere. Storm's coming and it's coming fast. <laughs> Just can't sit back and watch this. Tornado's heading towards the airport. We need to destroy it before it gets to them. can't just wait here and wish sharks to rain down on us. We're gonna throw bombs into the tornado. It's too dangerous. Too many of them. We're gonna need a bigger chopper. Bloody ah! a move! It's time to leave Kansas, mate. Christmas. Happy holidays. Welcome back to Kids Corner. I'm Nate, and I'm joined by my father. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Yes, sir. Good. All right. Well, Nate, the holidays are upon us. Christmas is right around the corner, along with all those other fantastical, awesome holidays. And we've also got a very crappy movie to review. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Not that it's crappy. Just oh, I know it's crappy. It's, it's super crappy. The graphics are crappy. Yeah. It's, and the but acting the, and yeah, the story the, is crappy. And, the, and, and the, it's crap. The plot is just crappy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Nate, what's this crappy film we're going to be reviewing today? Sharknado! Nate, why don't you read us that fine synopsis provided by the great people over at Wikipedia? Okay. Sharknado is a 2013 American-made for-television science fiction comedy disaster film directed by Anthony C. Fernetta. It tells about a water spout that lifts sharks out of the ocean and deposits them into Los Angeles, L.A. It is the first installment in the Sharknado film series. It aired on the Sci-Fi Channel on July 11, 2013, 
and stars Tara Reid, Ian Ziering, and John Hurt. Also given a one-night-only special midnight theatrical screening via Regal Cinemas and Fathom Events, where it earned $200,000 from 200 screenings. The over-the-top premise and theatrics of the film quickly earned it a cult following. The idea was first introduced and may have been inspired by the comic Cow and Boy in an October 2nd, 2006 comic referencing this ridiculous idea for a movie. Yeah, and talk about ridiculous, my friend. Oh, my God. It is lame with a capital L. Uh, yeah, so I, I would... So, Nate, you're in fifth grade currently. Yeah. Um, would you think anybody in your class or around your age would find this movie grade. yeah scary like at all no yeah it's it's really crappy yeah uh, I, I know one friend that have have seen all the movies mm -hmm. and said all of them are really crappy well, yeah, and each one gets a little bit more ridiculous, if that's possible, and a little bit more what over the top. What if that's not playing, for crying out loud? Yes, yes. I'm pretty sure that's the second or third. I don't recall. I, they all run together. They're all, they're all equally bad and silly. It's like the purge. The, but, but this one feels like they were trying to play it straight, play it like a more of a, a, a serious film, even though it was it's completely, stupid. completely preposterous and, yeah, stupid. Um yeah, it's it's pretty lame. Um, I guess it's it, it's it's one of the, it falls. It's a movie that falls in that category. It's so bad. It's, it's good, good, as, and bad <laughs> at the same time. Anyway, Nate. Uh, so, do you give this movie a thumbs up or thumbs down for entertainment wise? I'm not talking story. I'm not talking about um acting. Probably or the premise. You know, a thumb up and a half. So a, a thumb th th thumbs in the th middle. Thumb uh, one thumb up and one thumb in the middle. You can't. You guys leave it one thumbs up. I, I give you the other thumbs up. So it's a thumb in the middle for you then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's not, it's not good. It's it's there's some really funny. It's, not good. And, it's good, but it's not great. It's 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 ridiculously funny and over the top, silly, stupid. Um, it's nowhere near in the realm of good, but it's entertaining. Uh -huh. We'll just say it like that. Uh, and for that, I give it a thumbs Thumb in the middle. Are almost too funny. Like a shark's eating a guy's leg and then a shark just falls on top of his head. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, the this, this story goes, and we don't need to dive into it because the plot is paper thin. Anyway, there, uh, uh, a guy named um, Finn, played by Ian Ziering, is he owns a bar. Um, funny. Uh, Finn and sharks. Yes. <laughs> and he's a surfer, which I thought was hilarious. A former surfer that owns a bar on the beach. He, uh, he is trying to get to his ex-wife and his, his new her new husband or boyfriend, along with their kids, to try to get them safe out of Los Angeles. Well, she doesn't have a husband, but the... But boyfriend? The, no, she doesn't have a boyfriend. Only the kid has a boyfriend. Which dies like two seconds after we meet him. No, Tara reads the, the, the blonde hair woman. She doesn't have a... Boy, no. I, okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he's trying to get to the kids and his ex-wife. And um, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Uh, I've just said that before. There's not a lot. A girl just a girl just uses a shotgun to 
break open to break the lock on the door. Well, that that that's plausible. That uh, that out of everything is plausible. Uh, a shotgun will blow a lock off. Like, like no, it's it would blow the freaking door off. No, it wouldn't. What well, would make a hole? Anyway, um, there is a lot of um, a lot of silliness uh, tapped on silliness. Um, you know, it's it's sharks in a tornado get get tossed around. For one. Sharks would die for two seconds under being. Well, the there. sharks would die, but they'd be they'd be dropped, and they would automatically the, the 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 catastrophic damage done by these giant. Each shark is probably worth, or probably close to I don't know eight hundred pounds to a ton, almost maybe a ton a, a thousand pounds flying from a great distances and slamming into the ground. It, it would, would make them explode. It, it would it would destroy everything as possible. It wouldn't be eating them. They'd be just they'd be get crushed to death. <laughs> they would they no. If you were hitting the ground at that impact from that height at that impact, you would just splat. Exactly, Nick. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, so and what's really stupid is Finn takes a chainsaw, which a girl was in, and he dives straight into the no, shark. No, the shark. The girl was in the shark. Yeah, yeah. She died. He dives straight into it. No, he jumps into it. The shark is falling. He's jumping yeah. into it with the <laughs> chainsaw. Now, this shark had previously. We don't know. We don't know because we don't know what shark it was that that this yeah. girl swallowed her whole. Yeah. The shark swallowed this girl whole. We, didn't, we thought she's dead. Yeah. But he jumps. He leaps into a shark that's falling with a chainsaw <laughs> revving, and somehow it doesn't hit the girl. Yeah, inside the shark. Uh-huh. And then he cuts through the shark, and no damage was done to the back of the shark, even though the engine was revving. No, he cut a hole in the shark. They got, I know, got I out. know, but he dived. It looked like he hit the other side oh, of the, okay, sh- okay. the back of the shark, okay. which it, the the chainsaw just went, shouldn't went should have just went right through it. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's um. It's 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 stupid. And then he pulls the, ch- the the woman out, and then gives her CPR, and she's alive. No, not 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 Finn. The other, the, I don't the, get, the guy who's immaterial. I don't yeah, care what yeah. character did it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. She's alive. She was swallowed whole by a shark. I and, and then she survived that and the fall, and then the uh, and the guy with a chainsaw cutting the shark open. Uh, that that makes it's it's bananas. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Nate, top three three moments for you for this film. The first one was probably the one we just talked about. Okay. The the second one was when they were dropping bombs to the shark tornado. Yeah, that was really stupid. And well, I mean, would that ha- would that work in real? No. Life? Yeah, they would not work in real life. Yeah. No, it, 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 that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, no tornado happens. Some yeah, kid- you're gonna throw a bomb into a hurricane? Are you freaking kidding me? Let's just fire a rocket or a bomb. Like, are you kidding? You, you gotta be a my complete moronic was, my idiot. My third part was my third favorite part was probably the one towards the beginning of the attack where the Ferris wheel just F- falls over. Yeah, it falls over. Yeah, and I don't get how any sharks got squished. I don't know either. It's um, it, it's it, it boggles the mind. It's uh. It's an interesting, entertaining idea, but it's completely implausible. <laughs> completely. Um, so, your, your third favorite moment? I said three favorite. You did. You said the the the, the, the lady the, being swallowed by the shark. No, no, I said the fin jumping into the shark. To, yeah. Okay, and the, the rescue the girl out of the shark. Okay, that's one. The bombs. Oh, the bombs, and and then the one we just talked about. Okay. The Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel. Okay. So, Nate, would you recommend this to, uh, to uh, a friend? 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> I mean, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, there's, um... There's a fine line between okay, bad, and then just plain stupid. Right. So, anyway, uh, there is not a whole lot of swearing. It's a sci It's made for TV. There's like a few shits in there. Right. Not a whole lot of swearing. Um, the the violence is over the top. It's bad CGI violence, so it's not. The shark doesn't even look real. It's not. It's not even really scary. Uh, for young ones, I'd say. And they kind of they towards the end of the movie, they took some lines out of Jaws and just replaced a few words. Oh yeah, the whole the whole Quint speech from uh from the Indianapolis. Yeah, that was really that's so blatantly lip, lifted and uh and and five hundred uh, people went into that water. <laughs> the sharks took the rest. And anyway, it's um yeah, just it's for smaller kids. I I'd say it probably wouldn't give them too many nightmares. But why would you want us to, uh, to have them watch that in the first place? It's just dumb. So anyway, I don't know why we even picked this in the first place? Because you wanted to do it. It's your <laughs> it's your segment. Anyway, so. Uh, I give it a thumbs in the middle. Nate gives it a thumbs. I, actually, I give it a thumbs down. Nate gives it a thumbs in the middle. It's entertaining, but just strictly as a. But it's a bad movie. It's entertaining, but at the same time, it's plain. It's just plain stupid. Okay. So anyway, so Nate, I think it's time to, for us to bounce out of here. Have happy holidays and a merry Christmas. Good night. It's holiday time, and Beauregard cries, Hey, look, there's a snowman ringing our doorbell. And Elsie says, That's no snowman. It's Elmer with a surprise. Borden's Eggnog, the extra special holiday drink. Mmm, Borden's, very big on flavor. Wow, Borden's Eggnog, now we can have a party. Borden's Eggnog is the delicious holiday treat the whole family loves right from the carton. It's made with lots of eggs, milk, and real sweet cream. Rich and creamy, better than the best milkshake you ever tasted. Mmm, Borden's. Very big on flavor. This is the only time of year you can get it. So ask Mom for Borden's eggnog today. So by Borden's, Borden's, very big on flavor. Black Friday, we love toys. We still on for pancakes tonight. Chris, you're on reg for the night. We're short staff. Wait up! I'm Emmett. You ever work retail before? No. Well, there's no day more harmful to retail workers than this day. What do we love? Toys! Good job. Places, everyone! Three, two, go, baby! Go Black Friday! Thank you very much. Happy holidays. <gasps> Holy shit! What the f There is something wrong with the shoppers. <gasps> oh, we gotta do something. We're one hour into Black Friday, and we're escorting customers away from the store? <laughs> no, 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 no! 
Was that the new guy? Our shoppers are going crazy. Whatever you do, don't let them gather. They're building something. At this point, we're just in their way. We're gonna have to fight. I don't think this night can get any worse. <laughs> Does anybody else just think that's funny? I told you they never die. We have to make a run for it. Exactly. Black Friday is over! Tucky says we're all going to die. Back up, homie! The fire will sit and admire The stockings all filled up at last Decorations of all the glitter Silver and gold I love it here The police are here Thank God It's the time Got you throwing buses right here, motherfucker Okay, Christopher, my little elf on the shelf, take it away, sir. All right, it's Black Friday from 2021. It's directed by Casey Tebow and written by Andy Grusikovic. Um, It's Thanksgiving, and you know what that means. Well, first off, I know. It's odd that we are reviewing a movie which takes place on Thanksgiving when we are already in December. And yeah, we could have saved this one for our next annual Thanksgiving episode, but for now since it's, we don't have... it, but it's not very thanksgiving either so yeah 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 but for now since we don't have a specific christmas themed horror movie to review just go with it anyways as i said earlier it's thanksgiving and you know what that means yep black friday a special day in which crazy holiday shoppers go hog wild for sales in their at their local department stores and who better to take you down the shopping aisles and none other than bruce chins campbell <laughs> evil dead trilogy black dynamite himself michael jai white and devon sawa who seems to be taking a short break from carrying those awful bruce willis vod movies so black friday begins proper at the we love toys store the retail crew is getting ready for their annual black Black Friday sale and the customers are just lining up outside and ready to stampede the store doors open. Never mind that news reports are claiming that weird pulsating meteors have been falling from the sky and are turning innocent people into mutated monsters. But more on that little pesky detail later. For now, let's meet our We Love Toys crew. We have Ken, played by Devin Sawa a burned-out alcoholic and ex-husband who took his took this retail job when he was laid off 10 years ago. Uh, Marnie, played by Ivana Baccaro, the cute 20-something cashier who may or may not be romantically involved with Ken. Uh, Chris, played by Ryan Lee, who is quite the germaphobe and uh, oh so desperately wants to uh, get the Employee of the Month award. <laughs> Just can't seem to hack it. Uh, Archie, played by Michael Jai White, who looks like he really doesn't want to be there. Uh, Anita, played by Celeste Olivia, a by-the-book customer service do-gooder who thinks she knows more than anyone else does. Brian, played by Stephen Peck, the flamboyant assistant manager that loves to be second in command. And Ruth, played by Ellen Colton, the elderly cashier woman who just says the most darndest inappropriate things. (laughs) But let's not forget about the man of the hour himself. 
Bruce Campbell in the role of Jonathan, the manager of We Love Toys, who does his best to keep a good attitude, as well as make sure the store is open to meet the sales quota. Oh, and then there's Emmett, played by Louis Kurtzman, the new guy. But don't worry about him, because he doesn't make it in the first 15 or so minutes of the movie, so, <laughs> so fuck him. Anyways, once when Jonathan... Ouch! So anyways, once when Jonathan opens the store doors, the customers come running in, and slowly the customers start transforming into mutant creatures, all because of those pesky little meteors that manage to fall in through the roof and hide beneath the Santa chair. Once when the meteor begins to pulsate and grow, the monstrous shoppers corral it, and when the store crew notices that the utter mayhem is ensuing, they do their damnedest to survive the utter horrors of Black Friday. <laughs> yes. So that's Black Friday in a nutshell. And, um, you know, I, um, I didn't hate this movie, mm -hmm. but... I felt like it could have been a lot more and I just felt like there was something about it where it felt like there were a lot of missed opportunities and almost as if the story like 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 after the first first 15 minutes of the movie you know the first 15 minutes of the movie like like do hit the ground running and then once when the mayhem begins at the store suddenly like the energy level just kind of dips down and then it's like the movie just slows down like is as if as if no matter what they throw into the movie no matter what situation they throw into the movie it just felt like the pacing just came to a crawl right. and i felt like that kind of took some of the humor away and uh and and the action away i mean it's not a bad movie but it just felt like i kind of felt like they were m making this shit up as they were shooting it <laughs> and yet not quite having a cohesive storyline to tie it all together but that's that's my opinion i don't know what what did you think tim before we you know, get into the I, 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 of this? I think that's the the kind of like the group's consensus on this film um and i really i've seen the cast and even the poster and watching the trailer i was kind of amped for it i was like wow this is gonna be super fun it's gonna be like a krampus kind of thing and uh, I was a little underwhelmed. I, I thought that, again, I like the cast. I thought they did finally what they had. Um, and it's, it's not a technically bad, technically bad shot, technically bad film, or filmed bad. Blah. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not technically filmed. It's not a badly made film on a technical right. level. Yes, there you go. Thank you. My God, I'm sorry. It's a little late, guys. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm strong. Um, my batteries are draining. Yeah, but... forgive us. The eggnog is <sighs> taking a toll on us. <laughs> anyway, that's what. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Chris. That's what I was trying to go for. But I, I just, I felt like it needed to either go, even, either super campy, and just go cr crazy, like off the wall comedy with a little bit of horror, or just go really dark. And it didn't. It, it kind of straddled. It didn't even it kind of straddle the line too much for me. I'm like, it's like I feel like they should have either dipped their toe either into the camp or dipped their toe more into the horror, and with a little bit of each, uh, you know, to kind of help balance it out. And it was just it wasn't enough comedy for me, and it wasn't also enough horror for me either. Well, the problem was is that I I guess the the best way to describe this is that it's just a really goofy movie, and it's and yeah. you can say well that adds to the humor of it, yeah, but. I agree with you. It tries to straddle that line and it doesn't quite succeed yeah. on it. And like I said, it's like the first 15 minutes, you know, it's like, okay, good setup. You got me into it. And then once when, once when 
half the characters are trapped inside the building, inside the back room. It just, it just like kind of dips down and just slows. It, it slows down to a crawl. I'm sitting here going, oh my God, you know, this thing should be a little faster. It needs, you know, like they're stuck in the situation just because you have them in the back room, like trying to hide doesn't mean that I like, even when you want to get to know them, they, they kind of all just become rather like dull, listless characters. Well, like, 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 like you're saying. So I, I like the, I really did like the introduction of Ken's character with his yeah. daughters, uh, and driving, having to drive uh, his daughters to his ex-wife's house uh, on Thanksgiving afternoon. After he goes and, and they make a reference to like, we had Thanksgiving breakfast. How lame is that? This sucks, Dad. And like, he goes, I know, I know, it's awful, you know. And then you introduce, introduce to, I believe Chris is the the younger kids of the germaphobe, right, Chris? Uh, uh, yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, by Ryan Lee. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked his introduction too, and and how douchey is his dad in that fan in his, that family yeah. is. This poor, this poor, this poor kid is like has to go to work on Black Friday or on Thanksgiving evening, or getting ready, and he's got to leave. And he's and Dad is just such a dick. And yeah, and, and, and I felt and, bad for for him, you know. Well, like, but here's the other thing though too, because then later on in the movie, he wants to be with his family while this. The possibility of the of the world ending because of this this meteors coming down, yeah. and it's and he's like he loves his family and I'm thinking to myself but yeah but you just like had you didn't exactly have like a great uh, a relationship there with your dad when you were about to leave I mean right what, 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 his what, da- I'm sorry his his dad makes this comment to him like he's like I can't believe you had to work on on Thanksgiving what kind of crazy shit is that he's like well you're you're making me pay rent right he goes. Yeah, well, that, well, then that's why I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, well, so, so okay, so the, so the opening of this movie it, it takes place at another Walmart. Walmart, yeah, okay. <laughs> with, with, I think Morty, or is it the where? Uh, what's his name? Is it is it Morty? Oh yeah, Monty, Monty. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like... Anyways, I, I love how it's called Allmart. You know, and that's another thing though too. I get what they're going for with those types of jokey names, but mm-hmm. I would have rather it been like, you know, just something else. Because when they do that whole thing, like, yeah, we're, it's a joke on Walmart. It's like, okay, we get it, but come on, you know. Like, <laughs> but anyways, so the it's at this different store, and they're getting the place ready. And then suddenly one of those meteorite things crashes through the through the, the roof and it's like right. a small thing, but then it grows into this pulsating, like like purplish glowing blob like thing. And then it suddenly takes over the guy and then the other two attendants come in and they find him transformed into this yeah, disease looking. Monty, you had one fucking job. Put up the banner. I, I know, yeah. <laughs> well, Monty's dead, dude. <laughs> well, they don't know that. Yeah, I know, I know. Until they see him. Yeah, anyways. I know. <laughs> but anyways, he, he comes up and, and the guy screams, and it's the beginning of the movie. So, again, good setup. Yeah. We know where this is going. Mm-hmm. So, and then we're introduced to the characters. You, you mentioned uh, Ken, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the ex-husband and, and, and alcoholic mm-hmm. who has to drop his two kids off to his ex-wife and their, uh, her new husband. Mm-hmm. And there was a, there was one partner that I did laugh at where they, the girls complained about their, uh, their step, their stepdad. It's, it's like box, uh, uh, body uh, axe body spray. <laughs> yeah, axe body spray. <laughs> and then before before Ken leaves, he says, 
Wow, that's some sweater you got on there, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh no, what, what, it's his youngest daughter. He's talking to his youngest daughter. I love this. He goes like, it's like, it's like you know, heroes, the the, the true the true heroes, they don't work on the holidays. And then he goes, but what's his what's his nuts? Uh, is it is off? So what does that tell you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he he's like, he, he's like, like firefighters and police officers, and you know, not all heroes wear capes, kind of thing. And I and when he when he said that, but but so and so. Yeah, he's he's off today to enjoy the holiday. So take make that of, make that of what you will or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and so so then Ken goes to pick up Chris, the the um, the uh, the one who's got the germaphobe problem. Yes, yes. And he picks him up, and they go over to um, to the to their to the place that they work at, which yeah. is We Love Toys, which is supposed mm-hmm. to be like a. Um, I guess you can say a parody of Toys R Us. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although considering that Toys R Us hasn't quite been relevant after the past X amount of years. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, and, but now it's back. It's back it, in smaller forms in the in different malls and stuff like that. And I think Macy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah, yeah. But in case anybody out there that's younger that's listening to this show, there used to be a place called Toys R Us where it was like this gigantic. You know, like almost like a Walmart. Yeah, it's a toy store, but like, 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 like the size of a like the size of a Walmart. And I remember those mm-hmm. very well. Hell, and, I, rem- I remember Children's World and KB Toys as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and as a kid, it was cool to go in there and you see mm-hmm. all this fun stuff in there. And then, you know, now because we have Amazon and uh, all Walmart these and, and yeah, Target. Walmart. And, and now, of course, Toys R Us is basically just become a little niche in a, as you said tim in, in a uh, smaller form <laughs> so <laughs> finally finally it's it's it come back at least at some form yeah 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 so they go to the, they go to the, the their store and they're all getting everything set up and you know we're introduced to um um what's her name um um marnie played by ivana becaro yeah. she's the cashier she's got to be like in her 20s or like middle 20s or whatever and there's the possibility that um that ken and her are sort of an item although (laughs) there's a moment where there's more flirting than anything i believe yeah 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 well at least devon sawa's character thinks he's an item with her but you know as we found out later on that was not exactly the case but anyways Mm -hmm. um and then we also have um uh, Archie, played by Black Dynamite himself, Michael Jai White, um, who's who I guess you can say is he's the type of character that's been there and seen it all and done it all. Yeah, he, he's a, he's like the maintenance man, warehouse worker kind of guy. Yeah, 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 and he's just not thrilled to be there. Well, it's, and, a, it's Black Friday. Nobody's thrilled to be there. <laughs> well, yeah, as a worker, no. Yeah. As a shopper, d- d- probably a different situation. Yes, but, yes. Um, no, I, I love the part where like. Devin Sawa's character is like spiking up his his, right. his um his coffee or his drink and right. w- with the flask he's got and he offers it to to Archie and Archie says no but then later on when they're told that uh, they are uh, not going to be getting paid for their for breaks their, their breaks these <laughs> um, Archie just finally just whispers himself fuck it and then just asks for the booze and his drink right okay so. <laughs> You know, this is this is a small thing, but I, I loved it. I don't know if you caught it, but it's when uh, Ken and uh, and um, uh, Chris walk into the walk into the we we love toys building. He goes, "Okay, I want you to punch in right now." 
because you don't want to be talking to me for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, because, but because that's how people actually talk. I mean, I've heard that. I've had that line said to me at work too. You know, like let's punch it. Let's talk on the clock. <laughs> yeah. I, well, of course. Yeah. Because well, it's all about time management. Yeah. And, right. You know, right. And, but but, yeah, it, but it's, it's just it's those little things that just I don't know. It really that really struck a chord with me. But but go on. <laughs> so and then we're also introduced to um uh let's see um is it Ruth? Think, wait no 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 wait no, wait, no um. Uh, we're introduced to oh one second um, Brian the mm-hmm. flamboyant assistant manager yeah. one that really loves yeah. to be you know second in charge yeah. <laughs> who gets to speak on the microphone because we love toys <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> and and then we're also introduced to um, Anita played by Celeste Olivia who's pretty much this uptight by the book. She's she's the Karen of the story, yeah. She's she, well, she's the wanna be assistant a, manager or something. I wouldn't say she's the Karen of the story, but she's totally like you know the like she's the one that gets always gets the employee of the month basically. Yeah, she she's she's got a stick so far up her ass it's not even funny. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like and, there's, and there's that moment where it talk about in the break room. Oh, we're not calling it Black Friday anymore. Black Friday, according to our. Um, our uh, the cor- cor- yeah, corporate, corporate yeah the corporate office that that Black Friday is now considered racist and we're gonna call it Green Friday in, yes. refer- in reference to Christmas trees and, and money <laughs> <laughs> and yeah she totally does have a right stick up there. and he's making coffee or getting coffee and she goes you know that shirt in the in your back in your, in your, by your but it's not tucked all the way in you know I could write you up for that and he's like. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Basically. I know. And, and you know, it's funny, though. I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar that I've never encountered anybody like that in my life working. But I guarantee that there probably is someone out there. Oh, no, I, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've run into that uh, uh, working in um, the security department. Like, no one else is around. You're in a break room. You're not obviously you're not going to go looking out like a slob. But like, he's like, you better fix that right away because that's that, that that's a demerit. That's a you know. I'm like, are you? Yeah, are you, are you, are you, are you I, and I'm like, and, and I'm looking at the person. I'm like, are, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, oh, it's one o'clock in the goddamn morning. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to yeah. be looking? <laughs> but, but I digress. All, but it's all about appearance. Yes. Appearance, <laughs> appearance, appearances, appearances, even though no one is looking or cares. <laughs> yeah, and then let's see who else we, we have. Um, Roof, the elderly uh, cashier oh, woman, who, who's been in there since the nineteen seventies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been there forever. So another one of those been there, seen it all. Characters. She, she, she's the one that likes to tell like uh, war stories of like thirty years prior. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, there's uh, Emmett, the new guy. Played by Louis Kurtzman, who doesn't make it in the movie, so yes. so I don't think we'll be caring much about him. Yeah, he he didn't get to know the layout of the store. Yeah, it was like his first day. Yeah, wasn't it? It but, was his but, first day. but but who but who uh, gets hired and works on their first day Black Friday? Hey man, you got to get that experience. You got to you got to get battle hardened. That, that, that that's like being thrown in the deep end with sharks. Oh yeah, absolutely. With floaties on. And uh, oh, and yes, we cannot forget Bruce Campbell. He is playing the manager, Jonathan. He's his energy is like so odd in this movie. And he, yeah. He's got and, that and creepy he, old guy mustache, which just looks kind of odd. Yeah, and he's also got like the bow tie and the yeah. the, the, the wool sweater vest, and and he's he's the one that's like trying to get them to you know like okay now. You know, it's Black Friday. We all got to be ready to, to uh, you know, get out there and start getting the getting 
the product out to the customers, and then he's he, telling he's towing that he, he to, he's towing that company line. He's the ultimate company guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And I love how he's like, just letting you know, according to OSHA rules, uh, <laughs> because then, someone's trampled to death. <laughs> yeah. So please look out after one another, and then uh, we're all in this together, together, kind of thing, you know. All this together, and then it's all. And just letting you know that we will not be paying you for breaks. So yes. uh, you know, just uh, sorry about that. And he's like shuffling the papers, like trying to get through the whole thing. Right. And. Bob Bonuses will not be held, handed out until was it six a.m. in the morning or eight a.m. in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> Although there's a little bit of a twist about that later yeah. on, which we'll mention. Ooh. Yeah, there's a callback. <laughs> Let's say it's the reverse of what happens at the end of uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay? <laughs> uh, I, and I just recently watched that uh, two days ago. Do you do yeah. you remember that? No, yeah. He's like, you've been you've been enrolled in the Jelly of the Month Club. Well, Clark, that's a gift that keeps on giving all year long. Yeah, oh, what was it when the when the guy finally they they kidnapped the ball? Yeah, and what did he and what did he say? He find like when the cops show up and when the and the cops hear about how he terminated a bonus. Yeah, the chief of police is like, man, if I wasn't, I mean, the- yeah, 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 if, if you were my boss, I'd have beat you with a rubber hose. <laughs> And then the guy finally came in. And he said, "Let's raise it up to I don't know." What did he say? It was attacking another twenty percent onto whatever your other bonus was. And Clark faints because yeah. apparently that yeah. was more yeah. than what he was hoping for. Right. And then even the wife. I love how they would. He's like uh, the wife. She's like. He's like, yeah, I done it with the Christmas bonuses to save some money. She's like, all the penny pinching bullshit and things you could do. You're gonna do this to them, and like, oh, only in the movies, only in the movies. <laughs> Dude, what was what was it? He want not to get off track. Yeah, this, yeah. Like, what was what was it? You could do with the money. He was gonna buy a swimming pool. Yeah, he, he had put down seventy five hundred dollars. Uh, so when the when the when the ground thawed. Um, they would break ground on the pool. So he needed enough money to cut, co- and he wrote a check. He didn't have enough money to, co- well, he didn't have enough money to cover it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just remember him sitting in the office with the pool miniature yes. model playing yes. with diving board. Yes. <laughs> like, like he's just hoping, like, yeah. we're getting there, we're getting there. Yeah. Oh, Clark, I don't know how to swim. He's like, oh, sorry, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet, we don't. Isn't it a dream sequence where he he envisions seeing the pool and Eddie yeah. tries to get on the diving board or something? Yeah, like that? and he sees and he sees the uh, the the chick from the the hot chick from the um the, the from the, the store first movie. Yeah, the from, first from, movie. no no from the store she she oh, was a sa- she was she was a sales clerk in the store. Oh okay, uh, I s- was, selling the laundry. I she, thought it was the woman from the first movie. That sort of did a cameo. So that's see, that's how long it's been. Since yeah, since go back and watch. You know, it's, it's so when he's in the when he's in the when he's downtown Chicago shopping at the lingerie department in the in the in the big big uh, store, um, she's the one that's selling him or trying to you know sell oh, underwear. Okay, yeah. And so yeah. he's dreaming of her, um, or he sees her out when he's looking when he's looking out into the cold backyard daydreaming through his kitchen window and <laughs> he sees eddie on a diving board with like a right. chicken wing okay. <laughs> yeah so uh, anyway we're getting back to the other movie <laughs> yeah okay so but back to back to uh black friday with in, in bruce campbell so here's one thing i i noticed about this movie so bruce campbell is in this and in a way he is a selling point he's not yeah. like the main character but he's definitely one of the selling points of this movie he's the, he's part of the ensemble yes yeah and yet when the mayhem occurs and the characters have to survive this whole thing, 
I felt like Bruce's character kind of just got like pushed to the wayside a little bit. Like he's not quite up front and center. And I, I was a little, I was very disappointed in that because, you know, he it just felt like he was so limited in what they were giving him. Like well, all he does is just like say a couple of lines and then sort of, you well, know, he, act like a coward and stuff. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, like, he's, he's, play, he's playing against his previous type. Like in the, if it was Asher's evil, that he'd be the first one out there like kicking ass and, you know, taking names. But in this, he's, He's much more reserved. He's much more. He's more more of a chicken shit, and yeah, he doesn't want to do is, anything. And I don't have a problem with that, but I just felt like his character just wasn't given enough to do in regards to that. I just felt like he, you got the guy that played Ash and Evil Dead for mm-hmm. Christ's sake. You know, give him a little more than that. But he also played Elvis and Bubba Hotep. I mean, come <laughs> on, you know. But I mean, it, it's nice to see him in this movie. I mean, right. he does have the energy. There is one part where he goes, and I swear to God, I felt like this shot was not planned. I felt like at the end of the take, he did this and they kept it. It's where after he does his announcement, it cuts to him inside the office and he picks the papers up and like shuffles them and goes, good job. <laughs> I was like, that either was totally made up on the spot or it was like at the when they said cut and he just turns and goes, good job. And then they probably save that for the shot and editing because they're like, oh, that's pretty good. Let's use that. But just, I'm, 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 he's a veteran. I'm pretty sure he, you know, probably oh, ad yeah. libbed a few things. Yeah, it just felt it just felt like out of nowhere. See yeah. Bruce with that energy just go up. <laughs> yeah. So, so we pretty much know all our characters here. So they open they they open the doors, and all the shoppers come in, and of course everybody's buying everything, and you know, <clears throat> getting in the fights and that type of that type mm-hmm. of thing, and fighting over and, teddy bears and board games and all that right, good stuff. Right. And then um, now, uh, Chris, the germaphobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, is assigned to work the cash registers and he doesn't want to work registers but the assistant manager is making him do it anyway yeah 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 and and he's trying to work behind this register and this middle-aged woman is just getting on his ass oh the grandmother yes (laughs) he says and she says things to him like this this you know, Dickless here isn't getting this thing done or whatever. She's, <laughs> she's really like giving it to him. Right. And, he, he doesn't want to touch the keys because it's apparently some sort of jelly like substance on the. <laughs> yeah, you never find out what that is. Is that just like taffy later? Or is that I, like. He knows, he's, like but he's like, I don't want to touch that. He's like, it's, it's, it's this, the, the, the computer's jammed. He's, and then the system manager gets all pissy at him and puts him back on the floor. He's like, I thought you wanted me to do that. He goes, Well, somebody just vomited in the. <laughs> <laughs> in the yeah, other aisles, and we need you to clean that up. <laughs> yeah. So then Chris is like walking over with a mop, and and suddenly you see the vomit, and it's not really vomit; it looks yeah. like guts and a bunch yeah, of other stuff. Where's and Where's then, the sawdust? <laughs> and then, so as it turns out, now before we go on, there's a moment where we see the people waiting outside, and there's a you know, line of people, mm-hmm. and one of the people waiting is this guy with his wife and the guy looks like he's extremely ill, like he's close to dying. And now I'm thinking to myself, so is this dude infected from one of the meteors or is he just like sick and his wife is forcing him to go out and shop with her while he's looks like he's dying. I mean, the way how he's made up, he looks like he's dying. Like he's like, he's close to death and I was like, so 
is the so because the newscast is going out later on about how the meteors are coming down, no right. one should touch them. So it's like, okay, so is it gonna? So is did this guy touch the meteor and get infected, and the wife doesn't know about it or whatever? I we, mean, it's, it's, we don't really know either way. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, it's it's a weird detail that's not really like fleshed out. It's just kind of there. He just had the flu. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly, but I've never seen. And yes, it's a movie. I understand, but I'm saying the way how they present this guy, he looks like he's about to like, like fall over. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he, he really does look like he's got, he got fever and he's he got the red eyes and he's look very yeah. pale and sweaty and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, <laughs> I've had the flu before, and let me tell you, I never looked like that. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I felt great, but. <laughs> but but I didn't look like I was like you know, like 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 very close to like being put in the coffin. Put right. Yeah. But anyways, so but now I mentioned that character because when Chris goes to clean up the vomit, and he sees that the vomit is like not exactly ordinary vomit. <laughs> it mm-hmm. looks like like weird gut like stuff on the floor and everything. And he sees the guy that was sick all of a sudden is like, you know, got like boils on his face and there's some blood on the wall. And he attacks Chris and and Chris takes the the the, the, the rubber ball stand and knocks it over on the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he ends up being dragged in the back by his uh, by his um, uh, team. Yes. And, and then And then at one point, I guess they. Had to have people leave the building for a few minutes or something because yeah because even uh, Bruce Campbell's character is like why are these people leave the store <laughs> yeah you're supposed to have him in the store to leave and of course now Chris is trying to tell them all that you know something was wrong was, with the guy yeah, he, he was at, he was attacked by uh, a customer right. and, and at one point they zip tie tie Chris to a chair yeah I thought, like, that's a little why? extreme and they're like talking about something about like citizens arrest I'm like. Wait a minute! This guy just, you know, was in fear of his life. <laughs> he and then I believe was it Ken? He breaks a skateboard over her head or something like that to try. I think he doesn't. Ken go out and investigate or something like that. No, it was um, they had the, the new. new kid, oh yeah, the new guy. Evan, yes, who gets attacked by the infected guy's wife, who's now also um, like a mutated creature or whatever the hell, right. possessed by this alien substance right 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 thing and she attacks him and i believe she like vomits out this weird white tenderly stuff on his face and and then um ken sees her doing mm-hmm. that and he takes a skateboard and whacks it over That's her it. head and, and then breaks drags, it half, and then yeah, breaks and then, and then brings uh, the new guy back. New guy back, which unfortunately the new guy, like I said, doesn't make it. He's already he, infected. Yeah, and then he kills Anita, the uh, you know the the customer service do-gooder by the book person, which, which I okay, oh, go, I'm on. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, I, I really like that kill. <laughs> you know, it wasn't bad, but I but this is where I kind of was a little disappointed in terms of the setup here because. Like I said, once when all this mayhem begins, it feels like it, it all slows down. And I feel the reason why it slows down is because they kill off too many characters right away. I felt like her character shouldn't have been killed right away, like maybe later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. But because, like I said, 
you know, even though they're not really fully dimensional characters, they're really they're relatively one dimensional. I feel like we really didn't get to know, you know, the other, you know, like the Anita character or um, or the Ruth character as much. You know, I guess they were easily disposable characters, but I just wish that they were alive a little more longer in the movie before they get killed. <laughs> even though, yes. The Anita character totally deserved her death because of the way <laughs> she was acting. But still, I would have yeah. just, I would have loved more you, conflict between the normal characters before the, half of them get knocked off. You, 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 you would have liked to see that gruesome kill or that cool kill later on after you got really annoyed by her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I felt like, like I wanted, I wanted to see her like survive a little bit and then slowly go mad, and then of course she gets killed. Not like. <laughs> gets killed right away and then it's like well okay now okay that's one character out of the way and then and then later on ruth gets killed and then uh, i felt bad for ruth <laughs> yeah i felt bad for her too like i felt she probably shouldn't have died right away like that she should have yeah. probably lived a little bit longer but so of course now the now the team here realizes okay this is not normal this is not right you know mm-hmm. something's not quite right about this scenario so <laughs> They all agree maybe it would be a good idea to call some of their um, other store locations. Now, Tim, <laughs> now, Tim let me ask this question. Yes. Um, does this film take place in Illinois? And the reason why I'm saying that is because as Illinois residents, or in your case, you lived out here before you yes. moved to Minnesota. Yes. Um, but I'm still living out here. Uh, no. They mentioned, they, <laughs> yes. But they, they mentioned two Illinois locations that totally caught my attention, Bartlett yes. and Schaumburg. Right. Yes. Have you called the Schaumburg store? And, <laughs> yes. uh, and Bartlett's and, not answering. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, because writer, uh, how do you say his last name? Andy Gersikoff? Gersikoff? He actually worked at a Toys R Us in the greater Chicagoland area, which is the reason why you hear the local towns referred to, like Bartlett and Schaumburg. And what's funny is that I used to work in Schaumburg <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> and it's, it, it was just, it was like, because you watch this movie, I'm like, well, this could take place. This is just a smack dab in the middle of America. America. It's Americana, like 101, right? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's very, any, yeah, any town USA. Basically. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah, basically it's Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, holy shit. It like, it's kind of cool when you hear like, places where you lived or where you live like in, in a movie or television show i'm like holy shit yeah i know schaumburg hey oh. and i remember i'll never forget like real quick story uh watching an old episode of supernatural i was like yeah we're traveling through chicago we went through naperville and uh, you know bolingbroke i'm like no fucking way you said naperville and bolingbroke <laughs> well there's a, a movie from 1956 called beginning of the end about giant grasshoppers right for chicago but but before they before they attack chicago they attack joliet (laughs) now when i watched black friday and when they said um when they said um the the um uh bartlett and schomburg locations moment there i was thinking to myself wow i maybe should i call those locations and make sure that we're not being attacked (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah schaumburg picks up like stay away from everyone lock the doors <laughs> don't, I, saw don't... This, I saw this movie man come on yeah well they, they, well schaumburg says don't let the customers in <laughs> yeah but they do they do get one of the locations and they're telling them that 
these the people are going crazy. And right, and they're building something. Sean Brooks, yeah, they're building something. Yeah, and then of course the person on the phone screams in terror, and, and then, then hangs it. up. <laughs> yeah, or or the line goes dead. She doesn't really. Oh, and they try calling the police, and some and, and one of them says. The police has an answering service. Why would they have an answering, an answering service? service. <laughs> <laughs> so it is pretty much decided decided by everybody except Bruce Campbell's character that they need to try to try to uh, close the place down because apparently the back door was left open. So now all the infected customers are coming inside. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I love the part where um I did like this part. I liked when when um. Bruce Campbell and Devin Sawa's character characters and uh, as well as the Ruth character and um, um, what's her name? Uh, um, Marnie Mm -hmm. go up to the manager's office and while they're up there, uh, um, Bruce Campbell and Devin Sawa go to the washroom (laughs) and it turns out Devin Sawa's character was Hiding a bottle, a bottle of hooch. Booze up there. Yeah, yeah. And Bruce sees it, and he's like, oh, "You're not supposed to be doing that." Like he's complaining to him like as a kid, like "You're not supposed to be doing that." That's against regulations. And then, and then he tries to get the bottle, but it falls out and like breaks. It breaks it. And he's like, now he look what you made me do. Right, and then he looks on, and then Sawa looks underneath the the urinal and and sees the uh, the one. The truck driver. It's it's a truck driver. It's a truck driver. Uh, we forgot to mention this. A truck driver came in there um, early in the show, earlier in the in the film, and he's talking to uh, is it Mara, the young cashier? Is it Mara? Uh, is yeah, it? Well, yeah, Marnie. The Marnie, yeah. yeah. And, and he's saying that how he's got he's got a bunch of toys to unload still, and and then he and then he comes up to uh, <laughs> Devin Sawa's character or Ken's Ken's character or Ken, and he's like, I got. I got a picture of the size of a Buick or a Pontiac. Yeah, I got a park. I got a park of Buick. <laughs> but when he was doing that, I, I thought to myself again, I'm like, is he also infected too? Is this just affecting him? Or is, I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if he was infected when he got uh, before he got in the store, but he definitely was infected sometime <laughs> yeah. after. <laughs> yeah, because now all of a sudden he starts to, he start the truck driver attacks Devin Sawa's uh, character and throws and, him through a wall or something. Right, right, right. And then Bruce Campbell finally mans up and. He took something and knocked it over on his head. I forget what it was. Uh, yeah, was it? Um, it was maybe it was a uh, the the one of the doors of the bathroom or, or part of a door from the bathroom or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. It probably was. And then so and then of course while all this is going on, the uh, Marnie character played by Ivana Baccaro notices on the security cam footage that uh, all the people are gathering and like circling around this one area where the. Um, where the pulsating meteorite is hiding and they're just like putting things around it, which we never really know why they're doing that exactly. They just know they're gathering around it. Right. So. And, and, and we, 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 the, going back to the, going back with the, the Stromberg store says they're gathering, they're building something. Uh, that's all very cryptic. <laughs> yeah, it is because we don't really see him really building anything. I mean, it's, it's yeah. So yeah, very cryptic. What, what, what were they, they like, like, literally we don't even like, we see him like gathering a bunch of shit and putting it around it. But then right. later but, on in the movie, it doesn't really make a difference because eventually the, the pulsating meteorite begins to grow gigantic. Right. So like, but, why but, would they put stuff around there? What would the, well, the deal? Yeah. And, and, and that's what I mean when I say, I feel like, when they were making this, they were either changing things when they were making it, or they were yeah. adding things while they were shooting this, or they were making things up. And it just felt like none, like though, like that moment, 
those moments weren't very well formed, and that's right. why. I'm... And, and, and not to get too much too ahead of ourselves here, but I think also the souls of like the people that infected these people are going into this thing, and making this thing larger, this this entity bigger. So you, yes. you, you remember, you see grandma going, getting, you know, kind of getting uh, digested or sucked into this this thing. Um, yeah. So I think it's being built off the souls and off the people that have already been infected or died. But or, then it's or, like, why would then they have that description of them like grabbing stuff and like building things around it? That, that's know, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, why bother if it's going right, to grow? Right. I think like you're, going back to what you're saying, I think that's where there's like they probably had like two different versions of the story and they just tried to meld it onto yeah. one. And there's well, some stuff that's not uh, cohesive with the storytelling. Right. Now, eventually, the characters realize our existing... Oh, no. So, once when they get the store sealed off, they... This is... Now, again, this is what I mentioned about the whole... This is a backwards variation of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in regards to the bonuses. Because (laughs) because suddenly, Devin Sawa's character is like, no, I'm leaving, and before I leave, I want want my my bonus. bonus. (laughs) And, of course... Bruce's character goes, oh, I, my keys are in my office. And then, of course, they open up the drawer. It was, oh, no worries. Something, yeah, I've got something else to open the drawer or something. Yeah, yeah, and they're not in there. And, of course, it turns out that... Um, they're not getting bonuses this year. They're not year. getting bonuses. And that basically Campbell's manager character withhold that information from right. them. And, and, oh, and, and not, not only they're not getting bonuses, but... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but... The assistant manager just blurts out, didn't you also tell them that, uh, no, he says, yes, you also told me not to mention about the massive layoffs that they're going to have here. (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly, uh, Marnie just walks up and punches Bruce in the face and knocks him to his floor. And then she takes a handkerchief out and throws at him and says, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But in the meantime, they're arguing about this whole thing and then the police car shows up oh god and, oh, oh thank god the police are here <laughs> yeah 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 and and, and uh, it's roof that's looking out the front window right. of the display and then suddenly the car crashes through and runs her over yeah. and it turns out the cops are dead yeah so, but it also opens the store up for the infected customers to come back inside the, the, the hordes of zombies or yeah, whatever yeah, it yeah. is and now our remaining characters at the barricade themselves in the back stock room. <laughs> and this is when, like I said, another moment where it feels like the movie slows down is when they're all sitting around just talking about how, you know, what the store means to them, how they got the there. Means to them, and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't care. <laughs> it's like, well, we, I, we get it. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of like that. Cause you were looking for that develop, that character development. And this is a quick way to get that in, in a very short time frame. <laughs> Yeah, but I I would have liked it better if it was like they just were trying to fig- like like instead of going through all that that it just it ke- just keep the action going. But I get what you're saying. I, it sort of does help a little bit. But... They're, they're gathered on the campfire basically, or you know they're, they're... But then, then it's like you know oh, okay they they're like sitting there they're regretting they're not spending time with their family on Thanksgiving or in Bruce Campbell's character's case he was never invited to a Thanksgiving. So and then of course Marnie goes over to the to the refrigerator and grab some, you know, turkey meat and they all just take a bite out of it. And and then, of course, um, Devin Sawa's character gets a little too bothered by this whole thing. And 
arguing about how, you know, he was basically him and the Chris character played by Ryan Lee are arguing about who's looking up to whom. And, mm. and of course, they're mentioning about how um, Marnie is and Ken are an item. And of course, Marty says, no, 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 we we're not dating. And then, of course, Ken's like a little upset by that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like wow, you, you kind of answered too quickly. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I know you didn't like it, but yeah, I, I did like the fact that it's just like this, they're in their foxhole. There's no atheists in foxholes, you know, there's like, they're there for one another and you, you kind of try, try to get that camaraderie. And yeah, sometimes it feels a little forced, but what else are they going to do? They're, it's either this or die. <laughs> but um, Or have the characters like figure some shit out and well, you know, yeah. move on. <laughs> but, well, but, and then of course, Bruce Campbell's character at one point goes, he's going to, he, as captain, he's going to go down with the ship. And then, of course, one of the creatures breaks in and scares the shit out of him. And, and he runs. <laughs> yeah. And then when it's like, what about go down with the ship? And he goes, I guess I changed my mind. He's yeah. like, you go that way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go this way to the trucker, to the, to the, the loading dock. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that's what they do. So, no, no, actually. But during that, when the when this creature comes in, it gets into a scuffle with, uh, with um, Ken Mm-hmm. And the assistant manager, um, Brian, and then suddenly off camera, it turns out that the creature bit um, Ken in the arm. Mm-hmm. So Ken's worried about he's going to be affected. Yeah. Oh, and I love it, too. Campbell's character says, no, one of them, no, um, Marnie says, how do you know that's going to happen to you? And Bruce says, well, that's what the mythos says. And she says, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so. So Ken decides he's going to stay behind and like fend off whatever else comes into the because he's because he's dead already you know yeah, he's, he's dead already you know and then um, he's going to sacrifice himself for the good of the uh, four or five people left <laughs> yeah so uh, Jonathan the manager Bruce Campbell Brian um, Chris and Marnie decide to head off over to the uh, to the truck mm-hmm. the by the loading dock right. area. And they get inside, and they're and, and Chris has this idea that he's going to pop open the top and and hatch and go out and start the get into the cab, yeah, get into the get cab, in the, the cab, truck, yeah. yeah. Despite the fact that he has no idea how to turn on or, you know, get the truck out of park, well, basically, yeah, it's just like driving a forklift, which we didn't mention either. So, <laughs> well, it's really not because, as it turns out, he apparently he he gets so pissy. Well, so Chris goes outside and he sees all the infected people coming towards him and he gets inside the truck and he's trying to start the truck up and, and, uh, try to, you know, like pull it out of the, the loading dock, but he can't. And at one point he goes, Chris, you should have taken shop class. Shut up, dad. I'm trying to start this thing. <laughs> what, shop, what, what shop class has to do with trying to start a big rig, I'll never know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. What I'd never heard of that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, later on, Chris goes back into the back of the truck and and he tells him he doesn't know how to turn it on. And, of course, what does Bruce Campbell's character say? I forget. What does he say? He says, that's what happens when you don't go to shop oh, class. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's there's two, there's two different shop class jokes. Never mind. <laughs> and then at one point, the, the the infected people are shaking the truck around, and then uh, Chris says, "We need to get out of the truck." And then Bruce, like, "Wait a minute, you're telling me we 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 should leave the safest place?" No. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "No, because we have to leave because if we don't, they're gonna come and kill us." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they they get out. Uh-huh. And in the meantime, now Ken discovers, and it's kind of weird how he discovers this. Turns out he wasn't bitten by an infected, um, uh, an infected person. No, yeah, yeah, he was bitten by the assistant manager who lied. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like thinking, I'm like, but it's like, how did he figure that out? Because well, remember, he finds a piece of his like skin of his arm and like a well, um, he, a handkerchief, and then he, suddenly he, he's like, Brian, you, and he's like, well, he admits it to the the group, and the group, yeah, but later on, that's yeah, later on. yeah, okay, sorry, yeah, um, yeah, I I I, for, I honestly forget that. I know it happens off screen, and and then I do I do remember Ken being the one that's kind of relegated to to. To, to trying to um, be as, as a decoy and, and serve everybody to get out safely. So right, right. And then of course, um, Ken has to like you know, f- f- like sort of avoid being attacked by the um, the middle aged grandma that attacked him earlier on when she right. was normal. But now she's like this hideous creature. <laughs> yeah, that chase, chases him around the whole place. <laughs> Which I, I gotta say, I do. I did like her makeup, effect, the makeup effects on the yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love how. I don't know if you caught this, Tim, but it's interesting that um, she's completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, let me tell you something. When you turn into an alien zombie, you know you're gonna lose some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> really, but the other characters didn't lose any clothes, too. <laughs> they didn't have enough money in a budget for the makeup. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's figured. <laughs> anyways, they could have had her clothes and we would know it's the character. <laughs> because at one point, I when I watched it, I'm like, who is she? And then suddenly, if you look very carefully, and they show it through a flashback, she's wearing that grandma necklace that, mm-hmm. that says grandma on it. So then it was like, oh, okay, that's who. <laughs> but I was like... But who is this thing? And like, why is it not wearing any clothes? And why, <laughs> like, what, what is going on here? The, she, so, she, do, she donated. That was the things that they were collecting. They were donating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, take <laughs> they're, this. They're, turn, they're building. I, <laughs> take this while I turn into a monster. And, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kill. Oh, God. Try to kill Devin Salo's character. So. <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so. So Devin Salo's character, man, it, it tries to avoid being attacked by her but it doesn't quite work out that way and she this hideous monster drags him all the way over to where the the meteorite is which is now growing into this gigantic pulsating blob in which all the infected people are running into it and sort of being absorbed by it and Sawa's character pretty much pushes the mutated grandmother into it and then he ends up running away so then we're on the top of the roof uh-huh. and and um uh, at one point, now this is at one point, uh, Brian, the assistant manager, says to um, to um, uh, Jonathan, uh, the Bruce Campbell uh, character, mm-hmm. um, says, to him, oh, by the way, that thing with Ken totally took care of it. And and, and Jonathan's like, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, wait, what? What are you talking mm-hmm. about? <laughs> and then suddenly the entire place catches on fire. And, you know, the manager is like, we got to put this fire out, which is funny because, like, what are they going to put it out? with? (laughs) But then all of a sudden the infected people are running up there and like trying to push the hatch open. And then suddenly Jonathan loses it and starts attacking the customers on the door, the hatch door. And then he ends up dying with the ship, as he said he would. 
but, you, but you know what I, I love is he, he, like you say, he loses. He's like, this is for all Black Friday's. Work. This is for me listing the uh, air supply for 50,000 times over and yeah. over again. And, and I love how, how Chris is like, what's what's going on with him? And then Marnie pretty much says, I think he's finally lost it. <laughs> so then Bruce dies. Yes. And then suddenly, out of nowhere... Uh, Brian has a confession to make, and what was that confession? That yeah, that uh, Ken wasn't actually, but he bit Ken, and then he, and then uh, bit, and then said he was infected, and that's why they locked him in there. Then that's when Marnie, I believe, goes ape shit on him, saying he's what a lousy piece of shit he is for doing this, and that you know, then which kind of makes me think the way I mean, you know, the way she was acting, I'm like I mean, yes, she was a friend, but it's like I almost feel like he was more than a friend to her. Possibly. But not only that, but like, why would Brian go through the trouble to bite his arm like that and take a chunk out of his foot? It, it seems like because when he explains why, it was like, wait, well, really? Yeah, I guess he hated <laughs> him that much. <laughs> but you never felt like they hated each other. That's the other problem. Yeah. Like, like they, you never feel like they really have any sort of like in conflict going on. Right. It's just, but but it may, it may have been bubbling under the surface because the way he was going on and on about that, he's like, he was a lousy piece of shit. He was a drunk. He was as he was that. He was just like awful human, basically just an awful human being. I'm like, dude, it's not like he like killed anybody that you loved or like hurt anybody that you loved. Really, I'm like the way the guy was going on and on. I'm like you thought there was like, you know, he ran over his dog or something. You know, I'm like. He probably I, did, man. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> but you know who we, we, we really, for, uh, through all this, we really forgot to touch upon. Uh, maybe we did touch upon it, but very briefly because, but uh, Michael J-, J. White, he. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. He no, got yeah. wiped out early. And, yeah, he, and, and, and he was like one of my favorites. I mean, they were all my favorites, but I'm like, he was he was like, wow, I, I thought odds on he'd be the one of the last ones standing. Yeah, we forgot to mention that, too. He, he, he got killed like halfway through. He got killed I, before the new guy. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. no. Right, right, after, no. right after the new guy. Sorry, right, right after, after the new guy. guy. Yeah, he got killed. But I was like, man, you know what? That was a big mistake. He shouldn't have been killed. Because he should he... have been, or at the very least, they shouldn't have killed him off so soon. He well, should have like had him like alive at least up until when they get to the top of the top of the roof. Right, because you know? he was helping uh, uh, rescue Chris. And he, right. and 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 was Chris was running back to the the back room. That's when he got sucked up under the rafter or up into the, the uh, off the ground from the from the ceiling or from the top of the the what are the the shelving units. And uh, yeah, I was like, man, like shit. And I I I, I think I know why they did it because he, obviously he's the big bulky you know hero. He looks he looks like a hero type kind of guy. And yeah, why why wouldn't he be the second one or third one to be wiped out? But. Yeah, but I would have, I would have oh, rather yeah. his character hang around a yeah. little more. You know, I mean, like I said, it would have actually been great if it was him and Devin Sawa, despite the fact that they were nice guys to each other. Right. You know, it would have been great if they were like trying to one up one another on the hero yeah. list. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that's what I mean. I'm like, you know, add some of those conflicts to the story. I mean, you can, you can make those things humorous too. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be serious. But at any rate, yes. so the entire building is catching on fire and. Yes. Uh, so eventually, um, Brian and Marnie fall off the back of the roof into a garbage uh, compactor. Mm-hmm. Which, and of course, they're telling Chris to jump in there too. But he's like, "I don't know. Is it? It looks like there's water in there. Is there water? <laughs> so, so many germs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so many germs. And then of course the building shakes and he, he falls. falls. In there. He's yeah. like, "I was going to jump anyway, but." <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, and then and then of course Brian's like, "Is anybody gonna help me get up?" And I'm like, like "What? No. You left Ken to die. Screw you!" <laughs> and he keeps going on and on about why he had Ken. Yeah. He's like, "He was weak. He was a terrible person." <laughs> yeah, like, you're no much better. <laughs> so then, Whoa. the blobish thing finally expands into Godzilla size, and uh, is this gigantic alien humanoid thing thing yeah mut- like mutation like p- pink pepto-bismol gelatin kind of thing <laughs> i don't know yeah, what with like a human head and a like a weird bird-like face head and then all the bodies and faces of the people that it absorbed into it all over it mm-hmm. and uh so i did laugh at this part because i was like what what were <laughs> how ridiculous this got but basically Brian says, well, what if I can go and reason with it? Like, why? And he goes, because it's got the souls of all the customers in there, and I can probably try to reason with and, it. And, and this is why you're not upper management material. I can do this. I can make things right. <laughs> so he goes up there and tries to plead with them, you know, hey, what's going on? You're having a bad day? Yeah, I know. And then <laughs> I could do some retail shopping, you know, retail uh, uh, therapy shopping, you know, you know, it's... and then the uh, the gigantic creature looks down at it. And then with a flick of its finger, like, yeah, like pinky finger, finger yeah. yeah, just pushes Brian aside and you hear his his body hit a car and the alarm go off. Yeah, but like but like 50 yards the other way, 60 yards yeah. the other way. It's like, did he just kill Brian? <laughs> And then just when things couldn't, just when you think things were going to go bad, suddenly um, Ken comes out and pretty much reveals that he's alive. And And not infected. (laughs) Right. And then um, they're trying to figure out a way how they can kill it. And then Chris finally comes up with a way that involves him. Tim, what does he do? Driving a forklift. (laughs) Driving a forklift. And I love how Devin Sawa's character is like, Oh no no no, Chris! No no, <laughs> not the forklift. So he drives the forklift over to where the alien is standing at, and then the alien thing shoots out this webbing, slimy webbing to grab the forklift. And Chris has it on like on a brake, but it's like causing the wheels to to spin. Yeah. yeah. So then when he Chris jumps off and unleashes the brake, and the thing flies off. Watches it. Yep, and launches it like a projectile, and it hits the the alien creature in the face stabbing it and blood shoots out and the creature roars and then falls into the building and the, the flames explodes yep into flame and then uh ken and chris and marnie get into a car and drive away from the place get, get, get into get, get ken's uh his ken's little suv yeah and before and he's like my and ken goes like my my kids are okay everyone's fine Right now they're they're in a safe zone or they're in some sort of shelter, or whatever it is that they've set up. He's like he's like, but first we're gonna get pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and as they're driving away in the distance, it turns out Tim, there uh, is uh, more monsters in the background. So, yes. <laughs> so I don't think you can get pancakes. <laughs> and then that's the end of Black Friday. Yes. And, uh, if they do a sequel, I want them to do one involving uh, evil Satanists. <laughs> decide to stab people in a uh, in a uh, store <laughs> if they decide to do that yeah. probably not but no i, th- I yeah. think it's i think it's one and done <laughs> yeah i mean it, you know like i said it's not i didn't love it but i didn't hate it but yeah. it's 
Uh, I guess, truthfully, I will have to give it thumbs in the middle. Didn't I, really set yeah. the world on fire to me, but... I will I will give it a thumbs in the middle, and actually, I, this is, I think, the, s- the third time I watched it, and it, it's actually... I watched the first time uh, and then I, um, a while ago, and then I'm like, and I wasn't really like overly excited about it. And then, but I, I, I want to say it's kind of grown me a little bit more. But yeah, it's it, it there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, that it, it should there should have been a little more care taken. I want to say before um, before the filming should have begun. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought thumbs in the middle for me too. So, Tim, do you have any uh, special trivia on this uh, little film that you can tell us about? about Yes, well, I did have six fun facts, but we already spoiled one of those fun facts about uh, the writer from Chicago who worked in the uh, greater Chicagoland area for Toys R Us, Andy Grushevik, or Grushevik, or whatever his name is. How do you say his name, Chris? (laughs) Uh, I believe it's uh, Andy Grushevik. Greskovic. Yeah. Greskovic, yes. Okay, so, all right, so with, minus that one, we've got five more. Um, what Number one, filmed in a former Babies R Us uh, store. Uh, <laughs> uh, number two, the radio says counties of Columbus, Carpenter, Lynch, and Wright have been evacuated. This is a nod to the four, dire- four directors, Chris Columbus, John Carpenter, Joe Lynch, and Edgar Wright, that served as inspiration. For the holiday music, in the toy store, in order to find a least expensive alternative to paying for actual Christmas music, director T- T- Tebo performed royalty-free Christmas songs on a keyboard using Apple's GarageBand. Number five, and we talked about this off-air, Chris. The last two days of the shoot was when the crew shot the final uh, scenes that are outside. They got lucky with the weather, as the next day there was a blizzard that crippled all of Massachusetts. <laughs> and number six, uh, while in the employee's break room, briefly play a scene from Curse of Chucky from 2013, Devin, Sw- Devin Sawa, Ken Bates, appears in the Chucky uh, c- TV series from 2021. So that's what I got for fun facts, Christopher. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we go on Christmas break? No, I think that's about it, man. I think we've covered as much as we could about this bizarre little movie. <laughs> so with that, thank you, dear listeners, for letting us hopefully entertain you a bit this past season. We look forward to a new year and a new season of THSP when we return in 2023. We won't be gone quite as long this time around. So for Chris Koenig, I'm Tim Kaza. Have a fantastic Christmas holiday season and a great New Year's Eve. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas and happy holidays. holidays. Thank you for listening to the the That Horse Show <laughs> Podcast, Season 8. Peace! Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. Clark? It's over. Not according to Santa's watch, it isn't. Now, come on, son. Stay out of this, Dad. Clark, I think it's best if everyone just goes home before things get worse. Worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. (laughs) 